welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and thank you all for tuning in today on TalkingAlternative.com. And we are coming to you live right, from, right here from New York City. So thank you all for tuning in. And I, just, I do want to give a big thanks to my guest from last week, Vicki Johnson. She's also a physical therapist and co-founder of the Institute of Physical Art. Uh, if you did miss that interview, definitely go to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart page right here on Talking Alternative. You can listen to that and to the last couple of episodes that centered around pain for the month of March. So we're sort of taking the show and focusing on pain all month. And today is uh, the last show in our pain series. And I'm very happy to have on the show uh, Sandra Hilton. She's also a physical therapist. Uh, Sandy received, and we have a lot to get to, so we're just going to kind of get right into it today. But Sandy received her Master of Science in Physical Therapy from Pacific University in Forest Grove, Oregon in 1988. She is currently working towards her Doctor of Physical Therapy degree through Des Moines University. And over the last 24 years, she has lived and worked in Washington State, Georgia, Hawaii, Oregon, Louisiana, Heidelberg, Germany, Kansas, Michigan, and now Illinois. It's a lot of traveling. Uh, the perspective and adaptability that was important being an active duty army spouse has come in handy in therapy as well. So across a variety of treatment settings from acute neurological disability to outpatient orthopedics and pelvic rehabilitation, Sandy has pursued pursued treatment approaches that are mindful of the wondrous complexity of the human body and mind. Her current passion in therapy is to connect with the brilliant therapists and techniques for people with chronic pain, again, because March is Pain Month here at uh, Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. So her techniques for people with chronic pain of all types and together share the best practice experience and research in order to provide for interesting and effective treatment strategies. Sandy has taught professional and community education classes on diabetes and exercise, back pain, and advanced male pelvic pain lab class for pelvic rehabilitation specialists, and co-teaches with Carolyn Van Dyken, physiotherapist out of Canada on pelvic pain and central sensitization. A recent clinical commentary was published on the role of central sensitization in persistent pelvic pain in the January edition of the Journal of the Section on Women's Health. A follow-up article on treatment options for pelvic pain will be in the next edition of the same journal, and we're going to talk all about that article today. Sandy is the Director of Programming for the Section on Women's Health through the APTA, which is the American Physical Therapy Association, a member of the International Pelvic Pain Society, the International Association for the Study of Pain, the American Physical Therapy Association, including Orthopedic Section and Section on Women's Health. So, Sandy, welcome to the show, and thank you for coming on. Thank you, Karen. I'm very glad to be here. Great. So let's first, uh, you know, we're going to definitely get into the article uh, that you wrote that is in uh, the Journal of the Section of, on Women's Health in a few minutes. But I've had a couple of uh, programs dedicated to women's health, and I just want you to kind of remind the listeners, when we talk about women's health within the realm of physical therapy, what exactly does that mean? That is an excellent and very broad question. Yeah. We work with we work with a wide range of problems, from pelvic pain to urinary or fecal incontinence, um, women recovering from breast cancer, um, also working on pre and post birth and recovery back to sports after having children or any injuries. So there's a a wide range in there. We work not only with um, elderly women with osteoporosis and incontinence issues, but young, active adults and athletes in returning to sports and addressing some incontinence and pain issues in that population as well. Right. I think when a lot of people, when they hear women's health, they just think that you only treat women. But for, you know, it could be a shoulder or, or something like that. So I think the women's health, I think, centers more around sort of uh, pelvic pain and, like you said, um, recovering after uh, breast surgery from uh, breast cancer. We actually had a show a couple of months ago on that specifically. Right. And, and we do end up treating men as well with right. post-prostatectomy problems and pelvic pain affects men as as much as it does women. Sure, 
Sure. And now I we have a lot to get through today, um, so I just kind of want to get right to it. Uh, the article that you wrote uh, for clinical commentary, like I said, it's in the Journal of the Section on Women's Health. Um, first of all, Sandy, great, great article. Um, it was really great, and I, I think what I really liked about it was you took some very complex uh, concepts and you sort of broke it down into plain English, which I think was just made it so much easier, I know, at least for me, to understand some of these issues. And I've passed it around to my coworkers, and they felt the same thing, that a lot of the, the concepts that they were struggling with after reading this made it a lot clearer. So thank you for that. Excellent. So the, the title of uh, Sandy's article, which she co-wrote with Carolyn Van Dyken, Uh, is the puzzle of pelvic pain, a rehabilitation framework for balancing tissue dysfunction and central sensitization. Um, uh, Part one, part one. We've got part two coming out. When does part two come out? In the the next edition of the journal. Honestly, I believe that will come out in April. Oh, great, great. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So it's uh, central, central sensitization uh, pain physiology and eva- pain physiology and evaluation for the physical therapist. So, I guess my first question is, why? What sort of led you up to writing this article? Um, another broad I, question. Another incredibly broad question. Um, constantly looking for ways that we can help complex patients more effectively, more efficiently. Most of the women. And, and I'll probably just speak of women today. Mm-hmm. Most of the women that I see have been hurting for 20 years. Um, I haven't been able to have sex because of pelvic pain for mm-hmm. 12 years. Um, they've, they've been wanting a success in treatment for about 11 years. So by the time they come to see me, I feel like I really need to be effective and efficient with my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and- you know, one thing about this article, and we're going to take a break in a minute or so, so when we come back after the break, we're going to really get into the aspects of the article. Um, but one thing that I liked about this article, Sandy, is that it really was very concise, and I feel like it brought attention, at least for me, of things that, that I'm probably missing. I mean, I don't dr- treat patients with pelvic pain, but the best, the good thing about this article is it can translate through a lot of different diagnoses. Excellent. Yeah, so I think, you know, it, it really opened, brought in my mind even more, um, especially about central sensitization, and we are actually going to talk about that. We're going to take a break for, uh, for the first commercial break here, but when we come back, we're going to get uh, right into the meat of the article. So everyone, please uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Lebowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Hi, this is psychic medium Betsy Cohen, host of the show, The Power of Intuition. Join me at TalkingAlternative.com, Mondays at 11 a.m. Call in for a free psychic reading. Learn how to tune into your intuition to feel better and to create your optimum life. I'm here to guide you and to assist you in creating the life that you deserve. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed in the current chaos of our changing times? 
A deeper understanding of authentic astrology can uncover solutions in every area of life. After all, metaphysics is just quantum physics, poetically expressed. I am Montgomery Taylor, and I offer lectures, seminars, and private consultations. For more information, contact me at Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at rljmedia.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy. I'm joined today by Sandy Hilton, fellow physical therapist and author of the cl- clinical commentary, The Puzzle of Pelvic Pain, uh, which it will be in the, which was in the January edition of the Journal of the Section on Women's Health. So, Sandy, let's get right down into the article. So, in the article, uh, you're, you're really talking about chronic pelvic pain. So, when does pain become classified as chronic, and what are some of the causes of pelvic pain? Well, excellent questions. Um, the International Association for the Study of Pain classifies chronic pain as anything after three months. Um, so if you've been hurting for four months or more, we can consider it to be chronic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes a difference in how the, the nervous system processes information. Um, and the causes of pelvic pain in women are enormous. The, this is part of why we wanted to write the article to, to get that a little better framed for ourselves and, and to communicate it. It can be from um, falling on your bike and, and just injuring the tissue mm-hmm. right there locally. It can be associated with bladder problems. Women with interstitial cystitis, where the bladder is, is chronically irritated, have a high correlation to having pelvic pain. Um, women with fibromyalgia often mm. have issues with pelvic pain. It's their, their themes of a hypersensitive nervous system. Um, and there I, are, oh no, go ahead. Oh, so there are, there are problems with. Um, injuries with childbirth that mm. can cause local tissue damage and we know that the tissues heal like when you sprain your ankle it heals um it's when the pain persists after that normal tissue healing time that things end up chronic and uh, the nervous system gets overly sensitized overly sensitive and the the pain is not so much about what's happening in the tissues it's how the brain interprets that information exactly and what about what are some things that might be red flags let's say i have a patient that comes in uh and they're complaining of pelvic pain what are red flags that you want to kind of rule out immediately that might be something that you need to refer out so because now we have so let's say it's direct access care we have direct access in new york city so if a patient comes in to me complaining of pelvic pain what are some red flags that i might have to watch out for for your screening, the, the the normal neurological ones that you would ask, if you have sensation, so you're looking for that cauda equinus and mm-hmm. where they don't have sensation in the, the rectum or in the bladder, they would need a physician. Mm-hmm. Um, so the standard when to refer to a doctor, not the scope of PT practice applies. Um, for when to refer to a pelvic health therapist, some really good questions are, does it hurt when you have sex? Mm-hmm. Um, because that shouldn't, and that can give you an idea in women that there may be some sensitivity in the tissues. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have problems or pain with 
when they have a bowel movement or when they urinate can be either bowel problems or bladder problems or pelvic floor issues. Mm. Um, difficulty sitting. Um, if the, the muscles through the perineum, the, when people talk about doing Kegel exercises yep. and contracting mm. the muscles of their pelvic floor, um, those muscles are also supposed to be relaxed and free to move and not painful, just like your shoulder is. Sure. So someone with a short, tight, high-toned pelvic floor um, may have pain in that instant doing Kegel contractions is not the answer. Mm. Um, so you, you have to, to ask and see what's your functional what's your functional ability. Can you use the pelvis the way it's meant to be used mm-hmm. with sitting and, and having bowel movements and urinating and having sex? And did you have any problems in childbirth? Right, right. So really kind of asking those questions that most of us sort of take for granted, that all this stuff happens without pain. And it is. It's supposed to happen without, without us even thinking about it. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so, you know, in talking about chronic pain, you had mentioned uh, the nervous system uh, can become hypersensitive. And that kind yeah. of takes me into sort of in the introduction of the paper, you talk about how we as physical therapists are positioned well to treat tissue dysfunction and uh, nervous system centralization. So, you know, I think that in school we were definitely uh, taught all of this and hopefully utilize it every day with our patients, but you also bring up the important aspect of chronic pain that may be overlooked by a lot of PTs, and that is sort of addressing the biopsychosocial triggers to chronic pain. So can right. you talk a little bit more about this, which is what are some of the triggers? The, this, is, this is actually the part that I love the most. Yeah. The, the biopsychosocial part of it, of where it gets beyond just the tissues, to the context of what that means to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some brilliant research articles out there. I'm going to destroy the man's name. It's Nij, I believe. Y- yes. Yes. I don't quite know how to say his name. I think that's um, right. I think that's right. Beautiful articles about how to apply this specifically to physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's something I think every PT should read. Um, we have, we have the, the context of, of who we are in how threatening a, uh, an activity is or how threatening a touch is. And it's easy to talk like if it was your hand and you wanted to go back to work, which was a high-level manual therapy kind of job mm-hmm. as a PT, if you were going to use your hand, that might be a little um, high on the is-it-going-to-be-safe scale. Mm-hmm. But you'd have really good ability to, to look at it and watch it move and know that it's safe. Sure. Uh, in pelvic pain, that's hard to do because we can't see those parts. Sure. If, and if you have pain down there and you can't see it and it's not socially acceptable to touch it, there's a lot more, we think, fear and concern that, that can really trigger those, those thought protections before something even happens. Um, so getting into the psychosocial part of it is, what does this mean to the person? How threatening is it? <clears throat> is it really dangerous? Can they, can they discern that well? And what can we do as physical therapists to help them negotiate those questions to make it not threatening? Right. So, I mean, I guess, like you said, kind of de-threatening the situation just like you would do with any other body part. Exactly. There's no reason to believe the pelvis is any less complex and less easy to work with at the same time as any muscles, nerves, ligaments, tendons, anywhere else. Just so much more psychosocial implications. Sure. And, and Oh, go ahead. Oh, and in, in therapy, when you're dealing with pelvic pain, because it is such a private area, mm-hmm. you take great care. We have private treatment rooms. There's no open gym kind of setting. Um, and all care is taken to create a safe environment. You also have to keep in mind that there is much that is outside the realm of physical therapy practice in that there's a high percentage of people with pelvic pain that have suffered some sort of abuse over time. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and you, you need to, so you mentioned red flags. That's one of the things we, we have to pay attention to and watch what their reactions are to our words and to the, even the thought of us touching them. Mm-hmm. 
is it going to be okay? Do we need to, to refer them to other professionals that can help deal with past traumas and abuses? Right. So that would be one of those people that you may want to, like you said, refer out to psychologists, social workers, that sort of thing. Definitely. There's a network of sex therapists that help people and couples get back to functional activity um, after injury or after um, trauma. Sure. And, and I guess my question is, uh, let's say you have someone that you're seeing for the first time uh, and they have pelvic pain, you're doing your evaluation, and how do you, aside from like asking certain questions, are there other tools that you can use to get a better sense of their sort of psychological attitude towards pain and towards the dysfunction that they believe they have? Yes. We, we use the, the standardized forms that, that have been used in other physical therapy conditions as well as the, um, the pain catastrophizing questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a scale that asks questions like, do, they would check when I'm in pain, um, I worry that I, all the time about whether the pain will end or I keep thinking of other painful events. Um, there's a series of questions that they mark off. Mm-hmm. about how much this impacts their thoughts. Um, there's a questionnaire that is addresses how fearful they are of moving that body part or having it touched mm-hmm. um, or fear of re-injury of it. So we, we do ask them to do some assessments of what sort of fear and beliefs are associated with themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and these aren't specific to pelvic floor, um, but they're specific to bodies and how their minds interpret what's happening in their tissues. And and let's say someone uh, comes in, they, they do either the Tampa scale or the pain catastrophizing scale, and they score very high on this. Would How would that impact your treatment? Would you just go right in with your manual work, or would you <laughs> perhaps take a step back? I would perhaps take a step back. Uh-huh. But I actually, I love those because I can document, you know, we're PTs, we love documentation. Of course. Well, I, document, I don't know if we love it, but. <laughs> that was slightly sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, we have a nice um, baseline of where they are when they came in, mm-hmm. how wound up their system is. Mm-hmm. And then we can apply our treatment and we, we hope as therapists that the application of our treatment will change their response on those questionnaires. So we can measure before and after of what, what's going on. Um, I also use the Westry's low back pain mm-hmm. questionnaire because the original has a question about um, whether or not sex is painful. Mm. Okay. Well, that makes um, perfect and sense. That, that's, a, that's a nice, objective, well-documented form. Sure. But what, what benefits me the most is I watch them, and they have a seat in the chair, and I sit well away from them and not between them and the door, especially if it's a chronic pelvic pain patient. Um, I don't know their history. I don't know if there's been any abuse. Um, mm. I don't know how, how painful they are. And sadly, some of them come and I ask them, you know, do you, tell me why you're here. Tell me what you know about what we do here. Because mm-hmm. um, frankly, the thought of someone doing an internal assessment on you is not something most people say, oh, could I please do this today? No, no. Um, they're not really into that. And, and PT to many people means a treadmill and some weights and a big open gym. That's right. So, so that first visit is always very interesting. But you can tell when people are afraid. And if you, as you start asking the questions of what are these symptoms and what, how did it start and, mm-hmm. and tell me the story about this, you can watch them draw into themselves or cross their legs and lean away from you. And, interesting. Um, and if I ask what do you know about what we do? And I start talking about an internal assessment and you can just see them pull back and withdraw. I know that they're already guarding. If their pelvic floor has already pulled up and tightened. If I do an assessment right then, I'm going to find that they're in pain and they have a short, tight pelvic floor. Sure. But that doesn't really tell me anything because we could probably have clinically reasoned that without touching them. Sure, sure. Because of how wound up their systems are. So then, then I would I would do other things. We do a lot of pain education. I would get them sitting on a therapy ball and learning how to move and find areas and positions that feel good hmm. and emphasize the what feels good. How can we build on that? Mm-hmm. Um, to to 
down-regulate the system or sure. to threaten the movement. Sure, and that and that all makes perfect sense. And uh, you know, we're, Sandy, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit more about this and also about uh, the term central sensitization and and how, as physical therapists, we can really make an impact with that. So everyone stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Is your marriage in trouble? Are you considering divorce? Hello, I'm Lawrence Bloom, a family law attorney in New York and New Jersey. No one is happier than the day their divorce is final. My firm can help you. We take the nasty out of the divorce process and make people happy. Please call us at 212-964-3502 for a free consultation. That's Lawrence H. Bloom at 212 212- Nine six four three five zero two. We make people happy. Hey, all you crazy listeners looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. I used to drink too much. By most standards, I still do. Gave up smoking years ago, though I'm known to sneak a few. Finally got off of caffeine, except for a cup or two. But I quit falling in love the day I fell in love with you. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. As always, I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I am joined today by fellow physical therapist, Sandy Hilton. Uh, Sandy's calling in from Chicago, which is uh, where our combined sections meeting was a couple of, I guess it was in the beginning of February. So, Sandy, um, let's uh, sort of get back into your article here. We sort of left off... uh, talking about the more psychosocial uh, considerations people have with pelvic pain. And you had mentioned down-regulating the system when people are very wound up. And it sort of brings me into uh, the term of central sensitization. So can you sort of define that term for us and also how it plays a role in pelvic pain? In four words or less. Uh, yes. Central sensitization, <laughs> I, you know, I, I refer people to the bodyandmind.org website. Lorimer Mosley has done absolutely stellar work in writing this up in, in real human terms. Yep. It's an incredibly complex book. I read it first about it in the textbook of pain, which if you've never seen it, it weighs like 400 pounds. Oh, and it's quite intimidating. So I was very happy to find other sources. Great information, good book, but oh my. Yeah. So central sensitization, as I understand it, is when the the nervous system has been um, under constant barrage of nociceptive input, mm-hmm. and, and that's just the way we pick up information on pressure and chemical and temperature, temperature. input in throughout our bodies. 
um, that information carried up to the spinal cord and up to the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, when it when it continues um, beyond normal tissue healing time, the those both in the periphery and the, the tissues themselves can get highly sensitized where it takes less stimulus, less input to generate a message being sent. Right. Um, and then that can get sort of ballooned and and perpetuated to where it, it takes no input at all sometimes and you can get information coming up to your brain saying that there is something happening in your foot and there really isn't. Right. Um, and and then what I find fascinating is how the, the brain can make decisions on that information that doesn't really exist and have a an output, a, a pain response saying this, this bit of you is hurting even though nothing's really happening there. Um, and you get local inflammation and local muscle spasm in response to a rumor. Um, mm. And and I just think that's amazing how how wonderfully complex our bodies are, and it, they just perpetuate myths. Sometimes. Right, right. Sometimes, um, like so, the brain kind of drops the ball, so to speak. I think it stops checking. Yeah, I, it, because I'm a parent, that's what it goes to. It's like if if a kid ran in the room and said, "Hey, this one's hitting me," and you don't go check, you really don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got to go check. Sometimes it's just rumor, um, which is how it works in my brain to understand this incredibly complex system. Uh, And then then even more, when when it's been going on for a long time, the body will actually, the brain body, will actually create more receptor sites um, along the nerves. Mm -hmm. So you get not only information coming when there's really nothing going on, you get lots of it. Uh, Because Because there's increased receptors. Right. Right. Yeah, and so, I, and so when you when someone is suffering from the cent- central sensitization, they may be hypersensitive, yeah. have hypersensitivity. Um, could they also have hyposensitivity? I think that 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 has been shown in some research where they just effectively forget the part exists, right? Um, or on purposely forget right. the part exists, right? 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 Um, and. Yeah, we can do that. Where there's the the phrase of not being in your body mm-hmm. takes a whole new meaning when you look at how the nervous system and the brain has the representation of yourself up there in multiple copies, and it's we are able to to blur or to smudge those pieces. So right. You don't even notice that part's really there anymore. That's right. That's right. And we had a couple of weeks ago. I had Corey Zimney on. I think you know Corey. Maybe through so much simple, yeah. yeah. And he he did uh, talked about smudging and f- gave a great sort of uh, uh, definition on smudging. Um, and he sort of said, if you were to draw your your brain has a definite map of your body in it in the brain. So he said, what he does with patients sometimes is he'll take a piece of chalk and draw their body on the chalkboard. And if it's their low back, he'll just take his hand and swipe it across that chalk and so that sort of shows it smudging and like you said the body kind of forgets that representation of itself in the brain and and it and it i think it's a protective response i think so yeah gone gone awry yeah and um and more amazing than that is the the information out by mick Thacker and some others out of england on how the immune system works to recognize self and what happens if it's all smudged in your brain for that part can you really heal it as quickly as it should and it gets pretty fascinating as you delve into the neurophysiology of all of this yeah yeah and and you know in your uh clinical commentary there is a great table uh i guess reproduced with permission from uh neuroorthopedic institute in australia or noi group um Mm -hmm. talking about protective response and possible long-term effects of a sensitized system. And I just thought that that was such a a clear and concise table uh, that I thought really fit well within the context of your article. So um, It's it's, it's all that we need to look at and the the complexities of what people can do. And I, I find that patients absolutely love being shown information like this because some of them think they're just making it up. Right. And 
They're not, because this all happens outside of your conscious awareness and outside of your control. Absolutely. And the, another thing about central sensitization that I think is, is, is also fascinating is, so people can be hypersensitive, meaning that, you know, what would normally be a painful stimulus is painful times whatever, right. when, when you, but also can suffer from allodynia, which is when something that is not a painful stimulus is also painful. When light touch, when, when just having your clothes on right. makes you not be able to sit down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty remarkable the way that the, the nervous system kind of does, kind of goes haywire, like you said, after when it is in that chronic pain state. And it, if you think about it, it's a, it's a, I think, a learned response. It's practiced it a lot. We get very good at what we practice. Absolutely. From sports to how to get home from work without really thinking about it. Right, right. Um, so the, the brain gets good at responding to pain. Exceptionally good at it. And then starts just responding to pain because it's bored. I'm, that's wrong, but that's how I tell my patients. It's like it's so good at it, it just does it. Yeah. And, and there doesn't have to be any... Any, any stimulus at all, it'll just cough pain out. It's true. And I guess when we come, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk about how the central sensitization kind of presents itself uh, in pelvic pain and how as a, as a therapist, like I jokingly said before, if someone has all this, you're not going to do an internal exam and manually do manual, tough manual therapy with them on the first visit. Probably they won't come back. Probably they would, the they would think that you're crazy, and they would not come back, yes. But, but depending on the patient, normally I would not if, if they look hypersensitive, but yeah. I will get to it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. After, well, anyway, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break, <laughs> so everybody stay tuned. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Carol Ward from the Body Mind Wellness Program. Listen to my show for ideas and information to help you live a healthier life in body, mind, and spirit. You'll hear from terrific guests who are experts in the areas of health, wellness, and creativity. So join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkingAlternative.com, professionals serving community. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving Communications. That's the answer. TalkingAlternative.com You coming through? Oh, 
And welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart right here on TalkingAlternative.com. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Karen Litzy, joined today by physical therapist Sandy Hilton. And we are talking about an article that uh, she wrote that's in the January edition of the Journal of the section on women's health. Um, and we kind of left off talking about this concept of central sensitization. So what happens within the body as a result of chronic painful conditions? So, uh, Sandy, I guess let's now talk about how central sensitization affects your treatment of patients and how it presents in patients with pelvic pain. What I, what I assume, as we really need some studies on this for pelvic pain, mm-hmm. they've been done elsewhere, and I've been cautioned by some of the very brilliant people that do research on this to make it very clear that this is pre-evidence, right. which makes me laugh. I tell them to please hurry and get mm-hmm. some form. As a clinical therapist, I'm a little hampered in the not having evidence. Um, but what what we see in other body parts is that essentially you're meeting the person where they are in their their sensitivity scale, if such a thing exists. Um, so when I see a patient with a highly, what I assume to be a highly sensitized nervous system with mm-hmm. chronic pelvic pain, mm-hmm. um, I described what, what I would notice just about them in sitting in the withdrawn, kind of drawn in, um, afraid to move the part objective approach that you see and then when we get to the part where we can do a manual assessment or a visual assessment of the pelvic floor what we see is tissues pulled up and in as if you were doing a kegel contraction constantly um, like a constant constantly, kegel. which is uh-huh. really uncomfortable to yeah. walk around like that yeah it's not normal um, and that's that's got some good research in in physical therapy of what we know with with a hypertonic pelvic floor. There's been there's been some good research on that. Um, we, really, what we're saying is okay. Add to that that you have this this hypertonic pelvic floor, possibly not because the tissues are continually injured because it's now chronic, but because the brain has continued to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, the and I think actually that bears repeating because I think what you just said that um, it's not that the tissues are const- are constantly damaged, but that it's the brain's perception. Right. And I think that at least I'm finding I, I get that, you know, mm-hmm. but I do. I get that. But I'm finding that when I talk about this to other therapists, that that is something that they're just not getting. That the tissues heal in the normal tissue healing time. Right. That the the tissues are healed because most people think, well, if I just get in there and break up the... um, The adhesions. Break up... That's exactly right. Break up the adhesions and and then they're going to be fine. Well, and, and that is true because the tissues need to move so that you can move without problem right but what if the adhesions are being driven from the top down instead of the bottom up that's right that's right and i think that's you know i I think that you can't treat solely just based on adhesions or based on i don't even know i hate to say this type fascia quote unquote whatever we want to call it whatever you want to call it you know i just feel like you're remiss if you're not taking into account like you said, what's happening from the top down? And yeah, to remember that it's a, it is a whole, really, truly a holistic body. Yeah, that, that you have a body, a mind, a consciousness, a great nervous system that's just amazing. Um, and we have to look at how the interplay of all of those parts. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 brain perceives that tissues are in danger. One of the options it has is to make that area hurt, to swell it, and to create muscle spasm. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the tissue, you'll see swelling and muscle spasm, and it will hurt when you touch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if what I look for is is with that, how sensitized are you? Is if I go, if I say, so they're lying on the table, they're ready for their internal assessment, and I'll try not to make your radio program X-rated. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
that if, if I tell them without even touching them and I tell them I am going to touch you on the left side of your inner thigh, not even going to get to the perineum, we're just going to touch right there, and I can see them do a Kegel contraction essentially and clamp down their abs and stop breathing, mm-hmm. then I can make some assumptions that when I touch them, it's going to hurt, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Or it already does. That's even more fun. Mm-hmm. When just saying it, not to diminish the pain people feel. Um, the When just saying, I'm going to do this, they hurt in yeah. tissues that haven't even been touched. Yes, yes. And um, we know, like, through the work of Butler, he said, you know, a lot of times people say, God, just looking at that makes my neck hurt. And it really exactly. does. So just thinking about having sex can give you pain in sure. your vagina. Sure. That's a centralized system creating a protective response when nothing has been touched. That's right. Um, so we, we meet them there and say, okay, so what I want you to do is say it's a very large warping of David Butler's work. Yeah. So we, say, <laughs> we say, okay, I want you to think about having sex. Does it hurt? And, and if the answer is yes, then we work with that and say, okay, let's desensitize that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I want you to think about sitting on a hard chair. Does that hurt when you even just think about it? So let's, let's figure out ways to desensitize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when and you I say, don't go poking at the tissue. Right, right. When you say desensitize, I think a lot of people, let's say when they think of the knee and they think of desensitization, they you kind of fall back on, well, you know, you can start with a light touch and then you can start with... You know, go to something coarser, go to a brush, go to... But that's not really the the definition of when you're saying desensitize as, as what you mean. It, it, in, in part, but first the thought. Right. If the thought alone is enough to make you hurt, you need to find a way to, to rectify that in your own head, right. literally. Um, if it was your thumb or your hand, you could see it. And if thinking about moving it hurt, there's mirror work you can do. There's, right. There's the laterality programs that David Butler has set up. There's mm-hmm. tools that you can use. It's a very interesting um, application to the pelvic floor because not sure that mirrors are appropriate, although we do use them mm-hmm. so that people can look at their own tissue. Right. Because um, sometimes looking at it can either make you hurt more or it can turn that pain down because you can see that it's okay. Right, right. So it's, this is um, sort of in the paper you sort of talked about kind of graded therapy. Exactly. So this would be your graded therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I would love to say that we have tested this and looked at it and we know exactly how to approach it, but it's all trial and error and, and individually applied to a patient. There's usually much laughter, Mm -hmm. which is probably what works (laughs) of all of it is that we just end up getting great relationships with our patients because we're trying to help them decrease their fear level. That's right. So they come trust us. Um, then they can trust their own bodies better. That's right. And, and you know, decreasing fear avoidance behaviors and, and, as you mentioned before, catastrophizing behaviors is no small feat, but it can make a huge, huge difference in people with chronic pain. You I know, think I it's c- required. What's that? I think it's required. I Absolutely. Think Absolutely. Um, and actually, we have to take another quick break, Sandy, but we will be right back after these messages. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you feeling overwhelmed in the current chaos of our changing times? A deeper understanding of authentic astrology can uncover solutions in every area of life. After all, metaphysics is just quantum physics, poetically expressed. I am Montgomery Taylor, and I offer lectures, seminars, and private consultations. For more information, contact me at monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at rljmedia.com. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. 
Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and joined today by fellow physical therapist, Sandy Hilton. And we were discussing uh, a paper that she wrote called The Puzzle of Pelvic Pain, a Rehabilitation Framework for Balancing Tissue Dysfunction and Central Sensitization. Um, Sandy, is there a way that people can get this article? That if there are any physical therapists, trainers, anyone working in the healthcare or wellness. Is there a way that people can get this article? They can go to the Sexual Women's Health website, and there is a link there to the journal. Great. So um, that's through the American Physical Therapy Association. That's APTA.org, right? Yeah. Correct. And you can go directly to the Sexual Women's Health oh. website. Which is? Which, which, which is, I want to make sure I have it right. It's... Um, womenshealthapta.org. Great. And I, I just, uh, what I have to say to uh, physical therapists out there listening is read this commentary. Uh, I'm telling Sandy, as I was reading through it, everything that, because I've had chronic pain, I, I, if people listen to this show, they know this, I say it all the time, but I've had chronic pain for years, chronic neck pain, and after reading this article, even though it's about pelvic pain, it made things so much clearer for me. Thank you. And yeah, and what was happening in my own body as far as central sensitization and everything else. So I really have to thank you for that. It's really, my pain just keeps going down and down and down the more I do this show. Because I just keep, I'm able to talk to all these like great physical therapists and researchers. And, you know, I had David Butler on last year. And I think it was literally a week after I spoke with him, most of my pain was gone. It's, it's amazing how protective our system is. Yeah, yeah. And so it was really down-regulating. Yeah, yeah. down-regulating my system, getting that central sensitization to unwind a little bit um, has worked wonders. Um, so another thing uh, I want to talk about, Sandy, is you are going to Australia. Am I correct? I am. So let's quickly talk about why you're going and um, you're going to, I'm so jealous, but go ahead. But to dive the barrier reef. Oh, no. And the conference. Yes, um, a great yes. conference. I'm going to David Butler's conference mm-hmm. on the um, neuromatrix and um, neuro- mobilization of the neuromatrix. Uh, he did it for the first time in, in 2010 in Nottingham, England. And I was lucky enough to be at that one. We got stuck over there because of the volcano, and the therapists that I know that were there, we've all said that was the best, even with the volcano, that was the best conference we've ever been uh, at. That's um, so funny. So it's a glorious combination of some really phenomenal researchers yeah. internationally. Yeah. And to be able to sit there and listen to them present their research and ask questions and be so accessible was just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I really wanted to go. I was sort of talking with Tom Giles. He's at Noi Group, and he's like, get some, you know, miles together and come down. <laughs> just go. I'm like, I, I think can't do it. Open. I'm going anyway. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then also the women's health section of the APTA, um, just to kind of plug your section and, and also that you're director of programming for sections for the women's health. Um, but you have an exciting lecture coming up in October of next year, or this year, sorry. So I want you to talk about that. We have um, managed to get Laura Mosley and Paul Hodges in the same place for two and a half days. Yeah. 
Um, that will be in Portland, Oregon. Um, I believe it's the 12th, 13th, and 14th yep. of October. Yep. And the section of Women's Health is sponsoring it. The prices are ridiculously low for yes. those two people yes. together in the same place. And what they're going to do is present their research of that combination of sensory smudging and the central sensitization that Dr. Mosley does and the motor smudging and how all of this works through the motor cortex in the brain that Dr. Hunter does. Yes. And we'll put them together and talk very clinically about how we can use this all. Yeah. Health professionals. And it is open to any health professional, not just CT. Not just Great. And I think I'm going to be going to that, hopefully. Um, Good. Yeah, I hope so. Um, anyways, uh, we kind of have to wrap things up. I wish we could talk more about this. But, uh, Sandy, if anyone has any questions, is there a way to contact you directly? They can email me directly. My, my email is very simple. It is sandyhilton at gmail.com. Great. Uh, no, no dots or anything in between? No dots or anything. Just all smushed together. Great. Well, thank you very much. And for those of you listening, I'll put a link up on my uh, page on Facebook of where you can get this article. And Sandy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank re- you. It was much fun. Oh, great. I really appreciate it. And then next week, I'm going to be interviewing Carol Bettino. She's a life coach and uh, founder of uh, Directions of a Roadmap to Happiness. Uh, so, everyone, thank you for tuning in and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. <laughs> You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Looking to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright but still haven't found the one? Want to make your current relationship as fulfilling as possible? Then tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. for Love in the Afternoon with Marnie Gallison. As a professional matchmaker, I've seen it all. With distinguished authors, industry gurus, and experts on everything from wine to fashion, join us as we discuss dating, relationships, and more on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Julia. What What are are you wearing? wearing? Welcome, Welcome to J&J's, J&J's Secrets of Style and Beauty. We know there's beauty and style in all you do, whether it's a job interview, first date, or wedding. We also know that not everyone understands what works best for him or her. We're here to help. Think of us as your personal beauty, style, and grooming gurus. As industry experts, we'll give you the best information for men and women on how to look phenomenal. Tune in Tuesdays at 8 p.m. to learn how to look your best. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neosage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. TalkingAlternative.com